Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We're wrapping up our message series today because we're starting a brand new one for Easter Sunday. And this, this series that we've been in for a few weeks called To Be Continued, the goal with this, okay, the, the idea behind this is what we wanted to do is look through the book of Acts, which if you're not familiar with the Bible, it's, it's the story that comes right after all of the accounts of what Jesus did when he was here on earth, okay? So um, after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are the four gospels, four different accounts of uh, the things that Jesus said, the things that Jesus did, uh, the things that Jesus taught. And right after this is a book called the book of Acts. And it's really centered around what happened after Jesus died and how the church, the capital C church, the movement that Jesus came to start, how that continued to grow, how it sustained, right? Because it's, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. If you look back 2,000 years, and I'm not a historian, so it might be a little bit more or less than that. I don't know uh, math exactly. Uh, I did go to Texas State, so I don't know if any bobcats out there can help me out. Uh, if you look back 2,000 years, this movement that started with with a man who really only had about three years to get this movement going, and the whole time was facing opposition from the religious leaders of the time, so much so that they, uh, they found him, killed him, and they thought, hopefully, killing this man will end this revolution he's trying to start, right? Killing this person will end this movement that he tried to get going. And what we see through the book of Acts and what we've been kind of looking at little glimpses of throughout the last couple of weeks is not only did it, did it sustain, not only did it not go away, but it continued to grow. And now Christianity, as we know it, is all over the world. And so what I want to do today as we're wrapping up this series because the whole thing is like, we want to look through the book of Acts, and it's cool to, to know the history of the church and all that, but what we really want to do is when we study anything in the Bible, when we look at anything in the book of Acts or wherever it is, we want to try to see how does this relate to us today? How can this help us grow our faith? It's very rare for a history fact to grow your faith, so what we want to do is look at these things that happen, look at the history of it, and see how it can grow our faith. And so today, what I want to look at is the end of this story, is the end of the book of Acts, and how, how it, it, it can be a little bit stressful when you feel like the end is coming up. And this is about to get very serious. This is very serious. Are there any Spurs fans here in the room? Any? Okay. Three of us? Four of us? Okay. Maybe I should pick a different team then. Let's talk about uh, LeBron, Matt's favorite. I don't know, guys, if you know Matt Worthington, LeBron's his favorite. I, I don't know why he's not a Jordan guy. No, he is Jordan. I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay, well, if you're not a Spurs, has anybody heard of the San Antonio Spurs? Okay, does anybody know what a basketball is? Okay, more. Okay, all right, you're on the same page here. So let me tell you about a little bit something, uh, a little something about me. So for a long time, we moved to San Antonio when I was around 9 or 10 years old. And I was pretty sold out right away to the San Antonio Spurs, okay? 
And if you don't follow basketball at all, it was very, very easy to be a Spurs fan for about a 20-year stretch. We were winning all the time, a championship every other year, every two or three years. Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Kawhi, Ginobili. These are some Hall of Famers. Yeah, give it up for the Spurs, you know, or for a Spur. And so what I would do, though, is I would get so, so invested, too invested, obsessively invested, obnoxiously invested, one could say, where I wasn't even fun to watch some of the games with. I was stressed out for every single game. If you don't know, let me, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I didn't mean for this to be a sports uh, sermon, but here we go. So a basketball season, an NBA basketball season is 82 games, okay? And then after 82 games, if you do good, you go to the playoffs, championship, whatever. So what I would do is anytime the Spurs were playing on nationally televised uh, games, what I would do is I would get in front of the TV and I would watch the entire game. I don't care if it was the 30th game of the season or the playoffs. I had the same over-the-top intensity with every single game. And when the Spurs would lose, I was absolutely devastated. This is the end of the season. Pack it up. Might as well shut, not even show up to the next game. I would do this for every loss, <laughs> every loss, and which was not so bad when the Spurs were winning most of their games. But, you know, seasons change, teams change. The team didn't start to do so well. And it was very, it became more and more difficult for me because I was getting so amped up. And if the playoff time came and the Spurs didn't make the playoffs, y'all, it was, it was a bad week. And, and maybe you're not, maybe you can't relate to uh, <laughs> caring so much about the Spurs or any sports team, but it would ruin my day for sure, and it would ruin my week, and I would think, how, how can we ever recover from this? How, as the Spurs nation that I was representing in my home, how can we ever recover from this? Okay, so maybe you're not a Spurs fan, and maybe you don't like sports, but what about when you're driving down the road and all of a sudden the check engine light comes on. What, what starts going through your head? You start thinking, how much is this gonna cost me? How long am I not gonna have a car? How am I going to recover from this? I'll never financially recover from this. Maybe it's a missed deadline at work. You know, you, when you're at your job, whatever it is, maybe you're the boss, maybe you're not the boss, but at everyone's job, we all have certain responsibilities that are ours to own, right? That we are supposed to do, we are supposed to take care of, we are supposed to handle, and there's one time, one situation, one week, and you, you missed it. And it wasn't someone else's mistake, it was your mistake. And maybe, and maybe if you're anything like me, you think, how, how am I going to recover from this? How am I gonna gain back the trust of my boss? How am I going to gain back the trust of my employees? Is this, is this the end of the trust that they had for me? Can I be seen as trustworthy again? And maybe it's not at work. Maybe it's not in traffic. <laughs> maybe you made a mistake in a relationship, said something that you kind of meant but probably shouldn't have said. Probably was a better way to say that. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I'm telling you there was a better way to say that. Trust that. Write that down. There's a better way to say it. Maybe you made a mistake, you said something you shouldn't have said, did something you shouldn't have done, and you think, how am I going to recover from this? 
Now, maybe it's not as extreme as that all the time, but the idea I want to get into today is when we have those moments, when we do those things, when we make those mistakes, when we miss those deadlines, what I want us to see, because well, we, can, we can sometimes feel like this is, this is the end. I, I, have, I have ruined the relationship. This is the end. I have ruined my chance at a promotion. This is the end. I'm going to have to junk this car, and I'm never going to be able to fix it again. If we're not careful, that is an easy way to think. And what I want to talk about today, and especially as it relates to our faith, is this whole idea of, yeah, this is happening right now, but don't forget that your story is to be continued. So I want to look at a verse today. This is uh, in the book of Acts, which we've been talking about. And I want to look at the last chapter and the last two verses. So this is the end of the story. This is the end of the story. And I want you to, I want you to really feel how anticlimactic, spoiler alert, the ending of this story is. So a lot of the book of Acts is dominated, the story is dominated by a man named Paul, okay? He used to be named Saul, and he had this interaction with Jesus. Jesus appeared to him on the road, changed Paul's life, and what Paul would do from that point forward is he would go around, uh, go around the area and teach people about Jesus, teach people about this new way of approaching their faith, this new way of communicating and connecting with God. That's what he would do. And it would get him in trouble. You know, like back in these days, anyway, talking about Jesus got you in trouble quite a bit. And he would go, in a, he would go to jail and then get out of jail and then get thrown back in jail. And he would go on a missionary trip and he would visit this place and set up kind of like a church community and set up another place and set up, you know, another church community and put people together so they can grow their faith together. And so we, we get to follow a little bit of the things that Paul did. And Paul, he was so involved in this, y'all, he was so impactful in spreading the message of Jesus is that a lot of the books after this, so I don't know if you, how familiar you are with the Bible, but a lot of the books in the Bible, like if maybe you've heard of uh, Romans, Thessalonians, Corinthians, those are all letters that were written by Paul. And so at the end of Acts, the end of this story, I want, I want to read real quick the, the last two verses of this story, and, and, let, and let's chat about it. Okay, here we go. Here's the end of the story. Paul lived for two years in his rented house. He welcomed everyone who came to visit. He urgently presented all matters of the kingdom of God. He explained everything about Jesus Christ. His door was always open. What a lame, <laughs> what a lame ending to the story. You know what that reminded me of when I read it this week is, you know when you're watching a, a TV show, and it, or it's season one, okay? You know, and you know how things are now. You can watch, you know, season one in, a, in an evening if you start early enough, depending on how many episodes, and there's all kinds of formulas and algorithms. You get it. You ever been watching a TV show, and you're getting to the end of season one, and you start getting this itch in the back of your brain that, like, they're going to drag this into a season two. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? 
You're getting to the end of the season. You're like, ah, oh, they're not going to end this. They're going to they're 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 turn it into a season two. You're like, just tell me the end of the story. That's, what I, that's, the, that's the feeling I got when I was reading this. Like, what do you mean? That's the end? Paul just continues to do what he was doing? That is not an end to the story. <laughs> and if it is, it's a terrible ending because now I have to wait for the book of Acts, season two, more Acts, or whatever they would call it. But what I love about that is that is literally the point of this entire series, and it is the point that we've been trying to, to wrap our heads around over the last couple of weeks, is this is not the end of the story. So it's very fitting for it not to have a very good ending, because it's not even close to the ending. This isn't the end. There is more to do. There is more to learn. There are more places to go. There are more ways for us to grow as people, as, uh, uh, as spouses, as bosses, as teachers, as parents. There is more to do. So even though we had all of these things happen in the book of Acts, and the book of Acts eventually had to come to a close, but just because a book comes to a close doesn't mean that is the end of the story. And, I, and that's what I want you to know and, and maybe challenge yourself for your life is just because something has closed in your life, a chapter in your life, a, a season in your life has come to a close, it doesn't mean that your story is over. It doesn't mean that that is the end. I know, oh, I know so much, maybe more than most, how it feels to feel like this is it. There's no, it's not going to get better than this. I was praying for this. I had wanted this. And now it just seems like that is closed. And so that must mean that this is the end of the story. And that is just not the case. So here, here I, I want to I say this to you, and if you, if you take notes, I want you to write this down or, or just remember it. But I want you to think about this. I don't want you to pray for your problems to go away. I want you to pray that your problems would grow you. Now that can, oh, that almost is on the, just the, the edge, the cliff of a motivational speech, right? But if you think about it, how often, how often do we spend time praying or worrying or thinking like, if this problem I had would just go away, if I could just erase what I said, if I could just erase what I did, everything would be back to normal. Uh, people wouldn't think I'm a weirdo. People wouldn't think I'm an idiot. Uh, I could just, we could just go back to being normal. And what I want for you, because, it, it, you know, you can, you can wish and pray for a life that doesn't have problems, that doesn't have issues. You can wish and pray for a life that when something comes up, when a season closes or a book closes in your life, a chapter closes, you can hope and pray that you don't have those things to deal with. But I can guarantee you that all of the growth that you have had in your life all of the growth that you have experienced in your life, emotionally, mentally, physically, has come from challenges that you have faced. 
Now, I'm not saying that we pray for problems. I mean, I don't know what you're into. You can pray for problems. I'm not saying you wish for God to just keep challenging you and testing you every single day. Some of you who are married, you know what I mean. Marriage joke landed. But if we know that we live in this world, in this broken world, and we know things are going to happen, they're going to happen at work, they're going to happen in our marriage, they're going to happen with our parenting, they're going to happen on the road, we know we're going to face these challenges, these issues. We know we're going to come up to places in our life, seasons in our life, where it seems like the story is over. This is the end. I will never be able to recover from this. But what if, what if just once, once a month, Maybe you can't do it every time. Don't do it every time. Don't do it with every problem. Maybe once a month, you decide this problem, if, it doesn't going to, if it's not going to go away, I'm going to at least choose to grow from it. What would happen? What would, you, what, what would be different in your life? If you had these problems, these things, Spurs having a losing season, that's a big problem. I don't know why you guys aren't more upset about it. It's a big problem. Looking at the trajectory of the Spurs, you know? It's a problem. You make a bad investment financially in your life. That's a problem. How are you going to recover from that? You make a big mistake in your relationship. That's a problem. How are you going to recover from that? You can worry and you can fret and you might and you probably will and that's okay. That's completely normal. But what if you gave yourself permission that every other problem, every fifth problem, every fifth challenge that you face, once a month you say, okay, if this problem is going to be on my shoulders, if this problem is going to be right in front of me, fine. Then I'm going to face it and I'm going to grow from it. What a powerful, what a powerful switch that could be for you. What a powerful switch that could be for your faith, for your relationships, for your marriage, for your parenting. If you said, oh, okay, I, I don't know how good it's going to be after this because I was really hoping for this to happen and it didn't. So now I feel like this is, it's the end of the story for me when it comes to this. But what if we said, okay, I really wanted that and it didn't happen. So now what can I do? Maybe you really wanted, when you were growing up, you really wanted to be married. You wanted to be married and have a family. And then life happens, mistakes are made, and you get divorced. You might tell yourself, that is the end of the story for me. I'll never find love again. I'll never find a friend like that again. I'll never be able to trust somebody again. Well, I'll tell you, if I would have thought that, if I would have stayed in that, because I did think that, if I would have stayed in that, then I wouldn't have been married to my current wife, as I like to call her, uh, my current wife, for almost 17 years. April 29th is going to be 17 years. And that's because, yeah, give it up for me, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> now, could that have happened? Could that have happened if I would have said, nope, this is the end of the marriage story for Dom. That is it. I tried it once. Didn't work. I'm damaged goods. I got a lot of baggage I'm carrying around. It just ain't going to work. Because if I would have stayed in that way of thinking, I wouldn't be where I am today.
So was it the end of the story? Man, y'all, I really thought it was. I really thought it was. But it helped me to see perspective. Maybe, uh, like me, you were growing up and you wanted a baby and my wife and I, Amber, we did in vitro and we tried to have a baby and we did all this stuff and surgeries and medicines and thousands and thousands of dollars later. And at the end, did we get a baby? No, we didn't. <laughs> and I could have said, okay, you know what this is the end of? It's the end of our journey for having a baby, but maybe, maybe it's the end of my journey of faith because I put a lot of faith in God that we would have this baby. I put a lot of prayer in to God that we could have this baby, and there was no baby. What an easy opportunity for me to say, all right, well, I tried this faith thing, and apparently God can give everybody everything else, but we can't have a little baby. Right? What if I would have stayed in that? What if I would have stayed in that? Could any, would anybody have been able to blame me? for that being the end of my journey of faith. Maybe, maybe not. But what I decided to do is say, okay, I'm gonna continue this journey because it might be the end of the story of my wife and I having a baby, but it's not the end of the story of us to be able to have an influence on kids around us, our nieces, our nephews. So maybe it's not as serious as a Spurs season, which I said is very serious, but whatever else we have going on in our life. Because here's, here's, here's a few things, and I wrote these down so I wouldn't forget. Here's a few things that happen when instead of you praying for your problems to go away, you pray to grow from your problems. You become Resilience. Can you, can you think of a time something happened in your life and now that you have become resilient, you have become more resilient because of this challenge in your life? What was it? Was it so much car trouble in your life that you became pretty knowledgeable about some of the mechanical parts of your car? That's a little bit of resilience, a little bit of problem solving. You know what else comes? It's not when you pray for problems and not pray for them to go away, but say, okay, I'm going to grow from this problem. You know what else happens? Empathy is created. Because when you go through problems now, when you talk to somebody else and they are going through that problem, now you are a very empathetic listener. You say, I, I hear you. I have been there. I have been there. I know what that's like to face that, to be challenged with that, to cry about that, to laugh about that. I know what that's like. You know what else happens? When instead of praying for your problems to go away, you say, I'm going to grow from my problem, is perspective. And, 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 I, and, I, and I hesitate to talk about perspective a little bit because sometimes when we talk about perspective, there's this, there's this thing that is, it's not just Christianity, but it can happen in Christianity. There's this thing that we do where we're tempted to just whitewash everything, right? Well, everything's going to be okay because God is still in control. And sometimes that doesn't help me. I don't know about you. 
something terrible happens and, and, and somebody, and maybe they mean well and they want to encourage me, but they'll say something like, well, God is in control. And I'm like, is he really? He must not be paying attention then because there's some of these things I'm dealing with, maybe he's busy. But here's what I mean by perspective. And I know it's silly, but I'm going to go back to it. If the Spurs don't make the playoffs, there's next season. And if they don't make the playoffs then, there's next season. And we'll get players, and we'll do better, and we'll do worse. But there's the next time. What perspective can you bring on the problems that you're facing now? Is yeah, this is bad, but whew, it's not as bad as that mistake I made a couple years ago. That was rough. So maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe I can give myself a break. And every time your perspective is shifted a little bit, that is you growing. And see, that's what I want for you. That's what I want for myself. When I'm up here talking to you, I'm also talking to me. When I'm up here encouraging you, I'm also encouraging me. When I'm up here challenging what I want you to do for your faith to grow, I'm challenging myself and what I want to do for my faith to grow. So that's what I want for you. I want you to, I don't want you to go home and count all your problems. Well, maybe, I don't, if you're a list person, list them out. Why not? List out your problems and every third problem say, you know what, I'm going to grow from this one. What would your week look like? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, if you're feeling strong enough, you might be like, oh, I'm ready for a problem. Show me a problem. There's a friend of mine. His name's Mark. He's very handy around the house. He knows everything about everything. And this guy, he, 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 like, he like activates when there's a problem. He's the kind of guy that prays for problems in his house so he can be like, yep, let me get my tools. You don't want to know how many tools I got for this job. What if we could have that perspective just for a little bit? What if we could have that perspective once a month for a problem? Say, you know what? I hope this turns into a problem because this is something I need to address in the way I work. I, I hope there's a difficult conversation coming up because I have been working on better ways to approach my spouse. I've been working on better ways to approach my kid. So maybe if there's a problem this week, I have, what a great opportunity to practice this approach that I have. Next time a doubt comes into your faith. So you know what? This isn't going to be the end. This isn't going to be the end of my faith. If I have anything to say about it, and you do, if I have anything to say about it, this isn't going to be the end of my faith. I am going to use this as a way, as an opportunity to grow my faith. That's what I want for you. I want your faith to grow. If you could, close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to pray with you this morning. Every now and then I'll give you all a challenge, and I want to give you a challenge today. So with your eyes closed and your head bowed, my challenge for you is that this week you will pick one problem that you are dealing with in your life. And instead of praying for it to go away, you will pray for it to grow you. And if you feel like you can take that challenge with me this week, on the count of three, put your hand up. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick. Leave it there for a moment. Okay, put it down. Let's pray. We, got, thank, we thank you so much. That no matter what problem we face, that you are there with us in it. You don't look at our problems and think they're silly because you're bigger than them. You look at our problems and say, you are here with us. God, I pray that we would have the bravery, the courage to face 
the problems, the issues, these tough seasons in our life. And I thank you that when those things happen, that it is not the end. It is an opportunity for you to continue to grow us and for us to continue to grow in you. So we thank you for that, God, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Y'all, I'm so glad that you were here today. Hey, listen, on your chairs or maybe some chairs next to you, you have these invite cards. Double dog dare you. No one backs down from a double dog, actually. So double dog dare you to take these with you, give them to someone that you work with, someone that you know, someone at a coffee shop, invite them out this coming Sunday, and, uh, and hopefully we can help people see uh, what God can look like and to connect people to the heart of God. So I hope you all have a great rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you on Easter. Love you all. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.